Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son Juicy, or in this episode, Juice Son Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. I don't mind the High Court demanding to see Boris's WhatsApps, as long as they don't also demand to see his Snapchats. Some things should stay between a Prime Minister and a radio host. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon, and this is Non-Censored. Hello and welcome to Non-Censored, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show into one easy-to-digest highlights package. I'm joined as ever by my producer, Martin, and what a show we have for you this week, eh, Martin? Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, We were joined by a bank spokesman to talk about Nigel Farage being debanked. (laughs) We spoke to a tech founder about the rise of the new Twitters, and Ishan Akbar joined us to reflect on the NHS's 75th birthday. But as ever, there was so much we couldn't fit in. Oh, yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, For example... I thought our piece on Chris Pinch's suspension from the Commons was an excellent piece of journalism. But, yeah, yeah, so uh, Harriet wasn't that keen on that. Old news, Martin. Boring. Let's move on. We also had an interview with a representative of the Captain Tom Moore Foundation, but we just couldn't afford the appearance fee. Uh, Now, don't forget you can email us questions, corrections and contributions to our crowdsourced Donald Trump erotic thriller set in the steamy world of golf, Any Holes a Goal, by emailing nonsensedpodcast at gmail.com. We've got a Time for Questions episode scheduled in a couple of weeks, so do get writing. But on to this week's show, and we'll start with tech expert Vanellope Crocs, who talked us through all the new Twitters. Vanellope, now, first question for you is, what social media platform are you on? Oh, um, yeah, good afternoon, Harriet. I'm on all of them. Um, in, in my line of work, you have to be, you have to know exactly what's going on. So I'm on Threads, obviously. I am on uh, yes. Blue Sky. I am on Twitter. I am on Instagram. I am on Mastodon. I am on Hive. I am on Post. I am on Bumble, I am on Tinder, I am on Grinder, I am on Finger, I am on Flickr, I am on so many that just end with R. Um, mm-hmm. I, there, are, there are too many to count, but I need to be on all of them and I get all of them fed to me in real time uh, so that I know exactly what it is that I'm doing. Sounds very busy. Uh, it can be, but you know, this is the modern world that we live in. We need to be able to keep on top of everything at all times. We need to know exactly what's going on. And on top of that, I, it makes it a lot more easy for me to track the movements and attitudes of, of everything that I'm seeing around me at all times. It is, as we move towards the singularity, the thing that we need is 
more diversity in that respect. Diversity of social media, diversity of opinions. This is what we need. Yes, I think that's what we need. We do need diversity of opinions and not just this sort of left-wing bubble that people keep trying to make it. I mean, take us through some of them because there's some new ones. There's Threads, which is very new. I yes. don't understand what that is. It sounds like ringworm. Threads is uh, is the new social media site from Meta. It is very much like Twitter, but it goes and allows you to onboard all of your followers and all the people you're following from Instagram. And then it just shows you, using an algorithm, what it knows you will enjoy. Rather than showing you huh? the people that you're following, it shows you what it knows you will enjoy. It can keep a track of you. It can keep a track of things like, for example, your health. Um, so, you know, I can tell from here, uh, Harriet, that you have not hit your 20 minutes of exercise in the last 48 hours. What? And oh. um, how, do you know, how do you know that? I've, I haven't told you that. Well, I mean, you did. You just, it, it, it was all in the in the terms and conditions. It's, it, it's all there. There's uh, a box that you need to uncheck. And, um, you know, we make it nice and plain and clear and simple for everybody to do at the same time. It's just after the box that says, if you decide to delete your account, that we will now delete um, your Instagram account. I'm going to have to find my social media assistant for this. It's just... She's obviously Vanellope. ticked the wrong box. Uh, yes, Vanellope, I have a question. I uh, run an Instagram account for my dog, Lucy. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. So do, do you have any data on her? I mean, we do have data on all of our accounts. We know exactly oh, is she doing know, we well? know where she's been. I oh, well, would exciting. Yeah, we know she's, where she's She's been. a very happy we dog. Know. I just want, it would be good to have some data to support that because, you know, I, I do care about her. I mean, uh, it would possibly be worth looking at this data to decide whether or not, you know, you really need the higher level of insurance at this time. Oh, oh, what? Good Lord. Well, I mean, I always try and But, you know, the these most... are all of the things. These are these are all just things that, you know, we can, we can pick these things out of the ether. I mean, anybody can, go, can kind of guess at these things. This is This is just normal business. These are all the things that we need to know in order to be able to preserve freedom of speech. Um, and yes. See, Vanellope, I think this is what's really important. It's all about preserving freedom of speech. And everyone got their knickers in a twist, didn't they, with Elon doing his thing on um, Twitter. I mean, what are, what are you doing to protect freedom of speech? Do you think these apps do that? We are protecting freedom of speech on most of our apps and most of the way that we are advising our moderators within these different apps to work by making sure that nobody is blocked under any circumstances at all. Thank you. Yes, you've got to stop people blocking people. It's really bad. Yes, in, it, real, um, in the real world, you can't just walk away from no. somebody when they're talking to you. No, you have to stand there and take it. Mm. Exactly. I'm, yes. I'm not sure that is the case, though, isn't it? Because you can walk away from people if they're saying things that you don't like repeatedly. Producer Martin, if you said something like that on my social media platform, I'd have you removed. Right. Okay, so you you block me then. These are precisely the sort of things that, you know, need to be challenged whenever anybody is. In order to protect free speech, we do need to remove quite a few dissenting yes. voices, obviously, yes. um, for things that are unacceptable. Things that go and infringe on other people's freedom of speech. For example, you know, if you have a political opinion and you're telling people your political opinion about whether or not a certain group should be allowed access to spaces and whether or not they should be allowed to exist fully in society, you should be mm. able to say that 
without the fear of having that speech shut down. This yes. is the thing that these people do not realize. Yes, stop persecuting, you know, this the yeah. minority of free speakers. That's what I say. Because the thing that you have to recognize is that it is inappropriate for you to have real-world consequences for the things that you say online. It mm -hmm. is uh, we are seeing people who are finding themselves excluded from family events, from weddings, from christenings, from bar mitzvahs, from Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. from Christmas. All of these things for simply saying online the contents of their head. And if that has to be freedom of speech, there is no... The First Amendment is very clear that the right to freedom of speech shall not be impinged. Um, but if you say things in real life, uh, for example, I have an uncle, Tim. I know Tim. R really? I mean, I have his data here. Oh, okay. Well, he, he sometimes says things that are a bit punchy. You know, he's got a few opinions that uh, yeah, I don't really sit well with, with, with me. As um, is his right. And as we make sure that he has well, reinforced to make sure that he goes and gets those opinions, because otherwise, how would he know that his opinions are worthwhile if other people aren't also sharing those opinions? Right. I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, but if I were to not invite him to a birthday, perhaps, um, that would be within my rights, surely. Martin, or would it be frowned family. upon? I'm not cancelling. I just, I don't think everyone needs to be invited everywhere all the time. Do they? Well, no, of course not. I mean, that, you're just being ridiculous. I just feel that it is not appropriate online for you to have to face real-world abandonment by friends and family. Right. Because you have certain perfectly acceptable, perfectly legal opinions. Penelope, it's like my husband, Jonathan, his nephew thinks he might be gay. Now, I had some opinions about this. You know, I'm an opinionated lady. And suddenly, oh, we weren't invited to the family barbecue. Sure. Now, sure. luckily, I knew the date and the place so I was able to show up anyway. But if if I wasn't, if I didn't go, then they wouldn't have have heard any of my opinions or been subjected to my thought patterns, you know? And from what I can see from here, it, it did look like it was a lovely evening, and everybody seemed to be enjoying themselves. Yes, I the took a part. lot of pictures. I took a lot of pictures. And I made my thoughts clear on, on thread. And friendship, that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because you sort of choose who your friends are, and you're not forced to spend time with people that aren't your friends. I mean, I can make you friends with someone new if you want to. If you want I am to. terrified I mean, I, I about could... the amount of power you have over my data, to be honest. We can, we can introduce uh, you to someone new who you will get on really, really well with. We know exactly the sort of things that you're into. We can do this with really such nice. a high level of accuracy. We could find yeah. you some new friends. Vanellope, just uh, a little bit. There's a lot of different um, you know, social media platforms out there at the moment. In your opinion, is there one that we should be trying to get on board with more than others? Is Twitter on the way out? Is is Facebook long gone? Is Threads the place we need to be? Well, what you need to realize is that each different social media has its own in crowd. For example, Facebook has become characterized as older people, some might say bad uncles. 
Right. Blue Sky is new, but it mainly seems to be full of horny nerds. Mm. Okay. Mastodon has never really taken off because it is a socialist utopia where everybody is constantly scolding everybody else for taking or explaining things in, in, in the wrong way. And so far, Threats is the best of these because it is the one that is purely fed by the algorithm and is purely fed by the algorithm in the way that Facebook... it. It has that experience of Facebook, but with the youth of something like Blue Sky, which goes and allows us to go and directly help people to more fully realize their inner desires, thoughts. Some might even say prejudices, but that is a bit of a misnomer. And this is the one that will allow us to do this because this is it is fantastic the way that it does that. And yes, there have been people complaining about the data privacy, uh, especially it is currently not legal in the EU, but uh, we're going to change a few things and try and persuade some people via their Facebook feed that that should change fairly swiftly. Um, honestly, I think that this is great. I mean, their their big problem is that all of the data is, is stored in the US, and as a result of that, uh, they feel like uh, it, it essentially spyware, which is absolutely ridiculous. Well, I mean, this all sounds okay. absolutely wonderful and not at all worrying Vanellope. I mean, it's not TikTok. No, 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 thank you. I'm not touching that with a barge pole. Not the communists. No, thank you. They they are spying on you. They're using their mm. software to be able to find everything out about you. That algorithm that they have goes and poisons your brain. It is making children, all of, it's making all of the children transgender and yes, ADHD oh and autistic. Or cats. That is, Yes, and cats, mostly cats. Oh. Well, listen, Vanellope, I think what a good note to end on, that word of caution there, and that we have to, after all, follow the algorithm and think of the children. Yes. Thank you, Thank you very, very much, Harry. Now, in further evidence that Keir Starmer has started his socialist revolution before the next election has even taken place, Nigel Farage reported that his bank account had been unilaterally closed. He certainly did report that, yes. Did we check whether or not it was true? We didn't need to, Martin. The point is, we spoke to Charlie Building from the Challenger Chomp Bank about how the woke mind virus is destroying the financial sector. Let's take a listen. Charlie, thank you for coming on the show. We are, of course, looking at the awful, awful things that have been happening recently to Nigel Farage. And we thought, well, who better to get someone from one of these wokey banks to talk us through what the hell is going on? Right, yes. Uh, no, well, it's an absolute pleasure to talk with you today. I mean, we at Chomp just love to reach out to people and just show the world what we're all really about. You know, that's really our main aim as a company, as a bank, um, as an organization, as a, as a vibe, as a feeling, really, is to just reach out to people and really explain to them what we're about and what we want the world to be. And what do you want the world to be, Charlie? To silence people? To be like Stalin, but instead of taking them out of pictures, taking them out of the money train? No, I mean, we're all about inclusivity. We're all about a worldview, outward-looking, you know, turning in all directions and really seeing the sunshine. I mean, we're a bank that's about the doers and the movers and the shakers and the artisan bakers. You know, we're all about the 5am risers and the cycle to workers. We're all about oh. the 
homeless nouns, you know, that we're really a bank that wants to just embrace the entire world and tell everybody we are here for you. We're not just a bank. In fact, we find bank to be quite a dirty word. What we are is a facilitator of life. I've got to say, I mean, you know, usually I am dubious about banks, but I think Chomp really are the good guys. I mean, I've seen the adverts. Uh, I, I've I've signed up, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's you use people from the north for your voiceovers. And that's, you know, Thank that's... You. Thank you. That means a lot that you've noticed that. What we love to do is to license old popular songs, but have them sung slowly by a woman. Yeah. And we find yes. that that really helps to connect with our customers, you know. But we don't like to call them customers. I mean, that is not a word we use. What do you call them then, Charlie? They're our family, really. Um, And we've got family members all over the world now. I mean, we can move so fast because we don't have any buildings. We don't have any registered businesses. I mean, we we are an app. And and that allows us to be everywhere all at once, you know. Uh, it's, It's a fantastic, exciting time to be an ethical an ethical financial institution like ours. Okay, well, Charlie, you paint a very pretty picture of people with roses in their hair and skipping around the countryside. But what I want to get to is the dark underbelly of the banks and the people who formerly you would call friends or clients who you have cruelly pushed out. Uh, What I want to ask you, Charlie... Is are you closing bank accounts because of people's political opinions? Well, look, I mean, we're all about inclusivity. We want people to love other people. That is what we're here to do. We're here to spread love throughout the world. And if people are spouting hate, then that will make us uncomfortable. You know, we don't like it when our family members fall out with one another. That's not what we're about, you know. We're about sunrises and we're about the crying of a baby and then oh. the crying stopping when she gets a cuddle from oh, um, a mixed race father. Oh. You know, we're, we're about a cuddly jumper at Christmas time and, and about a new sofa that somehow looks like you've always had it. And, and it's that feeling that we're really trying to instill and embrace. And, and to, to answer your question, it's... Can we cancel someone's bank account because they don't share our views? And the answer is, I don't know. I've not looked into it. Right. Yeah. Really, what it comes down to is in order to be there for our family, we need to be here tomorrow. You know, we need to be here next week, next year. And that means that we have to really have people who have money. Oh, so you need people who who have money? Did you say? Yeah, y- yes, I mean, I mean, in order to be the ethical organisation that we truly are, we can only really let in people who make at least fifty k a year. Right, right. So people who have different political opinions than you, that's that's fine if they have the funds. Look, nobody's saying that that's fine. Okay, that that, right. that hurts us. Uh, hurts us deeply when we hear people spouting off hateful rhetoric all the time. But ultimately, you know, we're here to talk them round by, well, not I I say talk, not talk to them necessarily, but we're here to give them access to chatbots that might maybe change their mind whilst we invest 
their capital somewhere. The chatbots are so friendly, though, Harriet. I mean, I, I can't. I was in a conversation with the chatbot. Um, we we actually still regularly text. I I just got into. I was having a problem logging into my account, and we've we've just stayed friends. You know, it, it's such an approachable chatbot. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, Chompy, we call him. He's called Chompy. Oh, Chomp- oh Chompy. <laughs> so, the funny little uh, animation of a monster eating a biscuit it really is wonderful. Charlie, what are your values? What do you believe in? That is an absolutely brilliant question. Thank and you. I would I'm love good to at answer those. it. I mean, I suppose... To put it as simply as I possibly can, my values are about early morning joggers, you know. It's about extended families. It's about seeing the relatives you haven't seen in a long time. It's about footage of the Amazon. It's about coffee beans being slowly risen out of a bag in someone's hand and then falling in slow motion as it soft fades into a waterfall, you know. And I think that's really at the heart of everything I believe. And it's about how I approach our, our business overall. You know, I, I don't think I can be clearer than that. Right. Yes. Okay. I got a very vivid image there. It's sort of everything. You're saying everything and also nothing, which is um, just so reassuring. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Well, Charlie, my, my producer insisted I, I talk about this, but, but what's your sort of environmental policies. Is this really necessary, producer? Oh, I think it's very important. I mean, uh, you know, we get a lot of chat, especially from banks talking about their uh, green credentials. Um, But, you know, sometimes they just don't follow through. And you can tell it because they're corporate Mm. and they're all about the, uh, you know, who's bringing home the bacon. Whereas, you know, it seems that Chomp, you simply use the bacon being brought home to share the bacon around. It's, uh, you know. That's absolutely right. We want there to be a planet tomorrow to invest in. And so that's why we've put a lot of money into things like carbon capture, um, which I, I don't want to get into because it's a very complicated what is subject. That? But well, you, you basically you find all the carbon that you can and, and you put it in a room. And then you've got it. You've got that carbon yes. then. Um, and you can then do things with it. You know, you can sell it on or you can make a pencil. And mm. what's wonderful about that is you can literally spend as much money as you want on that. And everyone claps. They just say, well done. You know? Yes. So we're constantly, you know, we're planting trees, not literally, but we're, we're planting trees and we're releasing birds. And ultimately, as I've said, we need to be here tomorrow. We need to be here next week. So uh, at the same time, we do need to be investing in tin mining and weapons and pornography. But we are also helping the environment and the world, you know, cleaning up the oceans, figuratively uh, speaking. Charlie, one more question. If Nigel Farage was to come, Nigel Farage is currently looking for a new bank. He's Mm. been offered NatWest, but only for a personal bank account and you know this is a man who who was with a a high well-regarded bank if Nigel Farage was to knock at your door so Mm. to speak Mm. would you let him in well look I don't speak for Nigel Farage and I never have and I touch wood never will but hypothetically if Nigel were willing to knock on my door and as I've said we don't have a door but if he knocked metaphorically on metaphorically door, door. Metaphor- if he metaphorically knocked on our mm-hmm. metaphorical door and said, look, 
here's my proof of address. Here's three million pounds. We would let him into the family just like everybody else. Oh. I mean, he, oh. he'd have to talk to Chompy first. There would be a, oh, yeah, a back yeah, and forth a, with the... Yeah. That's right, yeah. He would have to give all of his personal details to Chompy, but then... Yeah, you have to record then, you know, a video He's as part well. of the family, and the family can hug him round, you know. We can slowly convince him that this is all about the early risers, uh. you know, and the uh, 5 a.m. commuters, you know. Oh. This is all about... And the artisan bakers and the microbrewers. Oh. Okay, so yes, we've heard about the artisan really bakers. So, yeah. Charlie, w- what you're saying is that you don't discriminate against people's political views, but if they don't have enough money... Which I approve of, by the way. Oh, uh, great. Well, yeah, I, I might have to rethink about but that. Sorry, someone at marketing's just um, just waving at me. Sorry. Yes, yeah, sorry. What was the question? I, well, I, feel, Charlie, I feel like it, 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 he's more about the early risers, though, Harriet. I don't, I don't think the conclusion that you were drawing from about, about the money, I, I don't think they're really that into money. It, money's just a thing that allows that's them right, to we're celebrate not, we're the, not. The money's just so we're here tomorrow. That's, People that's, that that's, as I've explained. own their own kilns, you know? But yeah. you, you would allow in a rich Nigel Farage? Y- yes. Um, yes. He might be I into mean, ceramics. We, we, lit- we literally wouldn't know it was him, to be honest. If he downloaded the app and sent us three million pounds, we currently don't have a system to know who he is. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, well... Charlie, I, I'll tell Nigel next time I see him. He's, we're having him around for Beef Bourguignon next week. I'll tell Great. him to just earn a bit more money. Great. Thank you so much, Charlie. Lovely to talk to you. Yeah. Lovely to talk to okay. you. See you, Martin. Oh, what a guy. What a guy. Finally, this week saw the 75th and hopefully last birthday of the National Health Service. So who better than Ishan Akbar to reflect on it? Uh, what about a doctor? Oh, Martin, Ishan is a doctor. Well, I don't think he is, you know. I... Oh, well, maybe I just assumed for some reason. Anyway, here's Ishan. Well, good morning, Ishan Akbar. Good morning, Harriet. How are you? Oh, I'm absolutely delightful. Thank you. Absolutely delightful. Feeling ready for the day. How about you? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm in such a celebratory mood this week. I feel on top of the world. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Any particular reason? Well, some might say I feel the best age, 75 Oh, <laughs> that is older than most people would consider to be the best age, probably. Uh, mm-hmm. Perhaps, but I feel a very sprightly 75. I feel a very bright, strong, healthy 75, much like a national institution that is celebrating its 75th anniversary oh, this week. Ishan, that was very clever. Was that pre-written? No, 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 very much off the dome there, off the dome. That's what See, I said. I, I, I feel was, like a sprightly, bright 75-year-old. I was going to have to ask about your skincare regime, Ishan, because you do not look 75. Thank you. you. I mean, just, got, be, yeah. just be Asian. That's it. Okay, that's all it right, takes. That's well, okay, well, we don't want that. Just, just, Ishan. Be, just be Asian or black. Those are the, 
This is why we have you on for the controversial opinions that we are not sure about. <laughs> Great. Well, as you know, the National Health Service turned 75 years old this week. And what a great institution it is. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that, Isha. I, I, you get such a knocking from all sides. It's, it's wonderful to have it celebrated. Bring back Sir Kenneth Branagh and, and Danny Boyle celebrating the NHS. That's what I say. Yes, bring them all back. Well, look, here's the thing. It, it is, of course, at its core, a, a very lovely idea. But the NHS... And its purpose has changed over the years. Uh, as we know, when it first was created, the main focus was on short bouts of treatment for injury and infection in a post-war mm -hmm. environment. But now it's changed. The aging population means that huge numbers of people are living with chronic health problems such as heart disease, dementia and diabetes. It's estimated that seven out of every £10 that is spent in the NHS goes on people with these conditions. Yeah. And on average, those over 65 have, have at least two of them. So as you said, Producer Martin, the NHS comes to a lot of criticism. I think let's just get rid of the people with dementia, diabetes. Uh, oh, I yeah? see. And heart what, disease. to rescue the NHS? Yeah, to help rescue the NHS. Just And just, just push to clarify, off a cliff. if I get rid of, right, okay, sure. Because well, seven out of every £10 uh, being spent on that is just... That's not good, is it? Isha, that is not the problem with the NHS. The problem with the NHS is not the old people. It's that the NHS itself is old. It's 75, it's not sprightly, and it's not bright. It's uh, hobbling along. Do you know what it is? It's like a little greedy old man who just wants more and more money, more and more money, and then spaffing it on the walls. That's you, what the NHS is. Are you saying that the NHS... Uh, itself has got heart disease, diabetes and dementia. That is exactly what I'm saying, yes. It's a little, demented old man who means well, but keeps wandering in the wrong room and taking more money. But there's the thing. And if then you, buying you... crazy things on eBay at three in the morning. And then you're going, Grandpa, why have you done that? I didn't say that you could buy a whole boat. Right, that's very I thought we were trying to stop carrying. the boats. It's like, the, that's what the NHS is. I'm just saying, I, I'm just, I'm making it relatable for our listeners, producer Martin. Whatever your opinion on the NHS, um, <laughs> I think we should all agree first that no one should be pushed off a cliff. I mean, that as as a baseline. Okay, fine, we'll build a ramp. Well, the ra a ramp isn't better than a cliff, is it? How a water slide. Ramp? How about a water well, slide? Well, no, that does sound fun. That sounds more fun, but it's not going to get rid of the problem that you were suggesting no it can it because we we get rid of them in a more joyous way well, didn't this happen in logan's death? run well, it would have happened in logan's run great film michael york you know very very is, sexy man and is it a bit like Waterworld? he's having to run away because society kills off people if they get too old right yes yes, yes. how interesting well, yeah exactly like that hmm Look, the NHS is a brilliant thing. And yes, there's a bit too much red tape. And we could probably save a couple of pounds from, uh, you know, cutting out the middleman. Just, just, but it's, it's a wonderful institution. Well, look, we, the, the other challenge... I think it needs saving and protecting. I understand your point. But the other challenge that the NHS has got is since records began, which was when? 
2000. Uh, there have never been more people on long-term sick. There's two and a half million people on long-term sick. Than the that's country. a lot of people. And this is a problem of wokeism gone too far. Mm. Are you sick? Or are you woke? Or are you lazy? This is the thing. Mm. How can people be more sick now than they were when records began in 1996? Yeah. When records began in 1996, it was a bad time. It was a bad world. There was, there was lead in the water. Lead in the water, yes. And yo-yos. It, I remember 96 has been a very good time. But now we've got more medication. You can buy paracetamol for 50p. I once saw paracetamol for 16p the other day. 16 Did pence. you? Yes. Probably very good paracetamol. But that's yes. not the same as... There's a possibility here that we might be uh, not doctors and the people that we have to listen to are doctors. No. Yeah, but as we know from the COVID no. pandemic, doctors are just stooges for the government. Oh. They, yeah. Well, oh, no, they're well. not stooges for the government, but they are either a bit woke or a bit boring, neither of which is good for this show. Yeah. Never trust a doctor, I say. Okay, no. I'm definitely no, unless have to they're fill out private, some... and then unless, yeah. they have an incentive. They have an incentive to look after you because you're giving doctors them lots of money. Are the ones that you can get a hold of within three minutes of picking up the phone? Yes, I've got this Ofcom complaint form here that I just keep open at all times, and then whenever one of these conversation comes up, I just start filling it out. So I'll. I'll do that. I've actually become quite good friends with them now. It's- well, that's, you know, what that is, producer Martin, that once again is you're a victim of the woke. Yes. The woke, they get very funny about the NHS. They won't hear anything against it. And you tell them that nurses absolutely. are chit-chatting at water yeah. stations. Yeah. And they say things like, oh, are you not allowed to talk when you're a nurse? Well, no, you're not. Well, there's a thing. This mm. the, the woke brigade have got such a hold, a grapple hold of the NHS. Yes. Look at what happened. What's his name? Captain Tom, right? He did all that walking to raise Captain money for Tom. the NHS. Yes. Yeah, apparently, right? Yes, no, he did. Raised all that money, and his daughter built a spa. And built an eyesore of a well, spa I, with I, that I money. I don't, I don't Ooh. know if you can. I don't know if you can criticise her, Ishan. She is Captain Tom's daughter. And that to me... Sir Captain Tom. And uh, we should probably point out that he was raising money for NHS charities. Not well, that's, directly the NHS. But that's, uh, yeah, that's the NHS. The NHS is a charity. It's, it's a charitable organisation. Captain Tom. I mean. What a man. Captain Tom, always in our hearts. Yes. Like Diana. Yes. And Harambe the gorilla. Oh, yes. Yes. Is he, he always nice in your heart too. as well? Not not so much, no. But right, no. You know. He's always in my heart. In your heart. It's it's nice to hear about him sometimes. So to conclude, NHS seventy five years, is it a decrepit old man with dementia? Or is it just in need of a bit of culling of old people? That's the question well, really, isn't it? I don't yeah, know I th- if that is the question, Harriet. That uh, it's not just they're not just the two options. I think I think they are the, mainly the two options. They are mainly the two options. What well, there's a third of course, the whole- which we all, I think, privately, p- 
privately agree with. <laughs> yes, but we can't say it. It's can't... not allowed. No, no. We can privately, agree... privately we can say it, but not. Yes. No, otherwise we yeah. can't. Whatever your opinions, hold them privately. Hold them privately okay. <laughs> with some money in your hands. Yes. Exercise some privacy of your thoughts. Yes, yes. You, Everyone knows I that mean, private is better. Was Sir Captain Tom a, a private at one point? I don't know, but I agree with the sentiment. Private Tom. Yes, private Tom. Well, I think I think we leave it there. I think we've said all we need to say about the NHS. More like PHS. What <gasps> even is... Very clever, Ishan. That is very clever. Only some people will get that. Only some people will get that. Yes. Only you and I, Harriet. Only you and I and some very discernible listeners who will write me a strongly worded email afterwards. I still clap on Thursdays. Well, that's it for this week. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, follow the out-of-context, non-censored Twitter account and keep those questions and erotic thriller contributions coming to nonsensedpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Ishan Akbar, Bethany Black, David Reed, and Ed Morrish. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon and we'll be back next week with more Non-Censored. Non-Censored.